Welcome to episode 196 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio guys, welcome along to episode 196 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How are you going, mate? Very good. You're yawning at the start of the show. It's an early one. It's a good start, you know, when you've got the yawn happening. It's going to be a good show. I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com Oh, get into the coffee. And athletes.com Get into social networking for endurance athletes and tracking your results and social needs. It's a beautiful thing, John. And in this week's show, we've got a few things happening. First of all, we've got some news. We got a bit of a bit of a update on last week's coach's corner. Yes, if you had a few questions. Nice. Uh, age group of the week, and then we got an interview with Dirk Bockle. Nice. Seventh place at Kona last year. Third awesome. place first time round. First time round. <laughs> Especially because he's coming from perhaps not a stellar ITU mm. um, career. When you look at guys like Andy Potts, he was a top ITU athlete. Uh, and Crowey. And Crowey. Um, whereas he was more of a. You know, top third of the field or middle of the pack guy and yep. come on and really kick some ass is, is good to see. It was a good effort, wasn't it? Especially when he talks about his running. Yeah. We've actually already done the interview and, uh, yeah, he hadn't ran much long mm. running before, so yeah. <laughs> it was a good effort. Okay, then news is brought to you by xtry.com. Check out xtry for the latest news, reviews and interviews with the stars. But first of all, John, good old Geelong 70.3 happened. Geelong, I think, and I could be Aussies to correct me, I think they're the... The defending champions in the AFL, the Australian... Oh, really? I went to some AFL winners in Melbourne. It's supposed to be big. Yeah. In Melbourne, it's big. Yeah, MCG. You been to MCG? I've not been to the MCG. Oh, it's a wicked stadium. I'd like to go there. Anyway, well, Craig Alexander took it out. Took it out. Good run, because he came off the bike about four minutes down. Solid. Yeah, so, Craig Alexander first, Leon Griffin second, Tim Burkle third, and on the girls' side of things, new course record, Caroline Steffen, who was... Dominated s- the dojo! Look yeah, at this! Course record... But she was second, only second to Sam Warren a, a few last month at uh, Tauranga Half Ironman. Uh. So good win for her. She's a Swiss lady living in Australia, I think. Carrie Lester second, Lisa Morangan third. That name comes up a little bit. And Sam Warren only managed four. Apparently she blew up on the run a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She blew up in the run. Yep. Just to hold on for fourth place. Who's the Kiwi girl, Sarah Bright? Uh, she's a girl from uh, Dunedin. She's a dentist. No, trained or just started being a dentist. Do you go to the dentist every year? My brother's a dentist. Oh, uh, that's does he give you family rates? We, we do when I'm when I'm in Tauranga, he does. Yeah. If you need uh, any implants or anything like that, <laughs> look up Andrew Newsom in Tauranga. Oh, really? Specialist. Um, she is a former under twenty three athlete. Well, we got an email through from good old good old Daniel Ward saying, you know, Crowley had six minutes down off the bike. But drafting seems to be a big issue again. He's attached the photo, and I'll put it onto imtalk.me this week. And, uh, yep, some drafting happening, John. There is. It's a front-on photo, which, so, which is sometimes a little... But if you look at the shadows, they those look, guys are... They do look pretty close. Yeah. It, but, hey, they're going up a hill. It looks like they're going up a hill. I mean, of course, organisers put some hills in there. I mean, it's one way to split things up. But oh, you've got all nice on us, John. No. No? They're just... We would normally get rent. No, it's, uh, it's, be, it's it's just becoming a it's just becoming. We just accept it. We're giving up, no, are we, John? I'm not, I'm not giving You're up. You're giving up, John. But I'm saying. I thought you were a principled you've, man. You've got say 20 guys there coming out of the swim all together. They've obviously don't have road, road closure. Well, it's 
it's there on the bike, so it's sometime after the swim. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not accepting it. It's, but with under the current rules and regulations, unless they have 50 million draft buses out there, it's, it's just very, very difficult to police. Why do you think ITU went and legalised drafting at short course? It's because you can't police it. Because well, it's just a, it's a hopeless sport, ITU, that's why. No, it's not. It's for the, for the, weak, they, they for the just, weak-minded. They'll, they'll come across and dominate on them when, when they feel the need just to show people You should up. be doing ITU talk. Oh, yeah. Okay, this weekend we've got coming up. Um, well, is it coming up or is it just no, news? No, I don't know why I put that in yeah, there. coming up's not happening, John. But Monaco, now this is really interesting. Monaco 70.3 is changing from a 70.3 to become a TriStar 111, which is a 1K swim. A 100k bike and a 10k run. Now, they don't really give much detail, but the prince has basically just changed his mind, hasn't he? Well, I'm sure he's the one who just gives out the permits in terms of you can use the roads, we'll close whatever roads we feel like, but he's very, very much into triathlon. He's a, he's a great advocate for the sport. Bevan stayed with him, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And uh, <coughs> so it's that new series we talked about quite a long time ago um, where they're going to have either a 1k swim, 100k bike, 10k run, or they've got like a 2 2 2, which is I think is a 2k swim, 200k bike, 20k run. And so they're just going to change it, change it up a little bit. I think it's a good thing. I think what do you think of that distance? It's a, it's a bloody cyclist race, isn't it? It is, but you know, you're looking at the market that they're going after. You know, if you're going after the the French and and that sort of area, their, their cycling is often their passion. So I think yeah. it'll probably fit quite well. And if you're going to Monaco, it's all about the bike. You know, you want to bike up around the hills, around all the fancy places. Yeah. So I think it um, it should work well. I wonder it's why they went away from seventy point three, but because Monaco is seventy point three. Well, I'm sure it's probably because of the, the fees and having to stick with all the rules and regulations and uh, and also probably just a little bit of a change. It was quite a popular event, I thought. Yeah, I remember, I remember Melina always wanted to do it. Mm. Yeah, he's always talked about doing that this race. This distance probably suits him a lot better now. Unless they change it from 10k swim, 100k bike and 10k run, which yeah. suit him down to the ground. His running legs uh, are struggling, to say the least. Okay, then. And, uh, w- and, and, oh, and. It was on tryjuice.com. Nick there got the scoop. He got the scoop. And look at that, I've gone to www.tristar events. And how many other races have they got on? We'll find out when that page loads up. Yeah, page. Other, other news. Um, oh no, here's the page. They've got 5,000 events. Not many. Germany. Germany. Monaco. Is that one? Glad we, did, glad we did our piece here. <laughs> well, this is just a wing Andalusia. at moment, John. So they've got Germany, two 111s, and they've got one in Andalusia. And they got one in Sardinia. I'm pretty sure Andalusia is. They got a 200 and a 222. Oh, okay. Chris McCormick must be doing it. Look at that. Nice. Okay. Yeah, good old Chris. Okay. Then other news: the US Pro 70.3 Champs is going to be happening. Now, where was it, John? In Texas. Yeah, it's going to be sponsored hey, by a uh, Memorial Herman Hospital. But the problem with the PR piece they put out it had nothing to do with the race. It just talked about the hospital the I whole time. Know. But. Big ups to WTC, $75,000 prize money, yep. more than you're going to get anywhere, um, anywhere else. That's more than what most Ironman races so are. So do you have to be a US resident to race in it? No, it, said in, it says in the first sentence, announces... Uh, Open an, to all an, professionals and age group within the sport. Yeah, so I think anybody can get in there, by the sounds of it. Is that silly? Like if you're going to have US champs... Well, you'd probably have an award. You'd have the overall race awards and then you would have the know, awards like if, for if Americans. You're, if you're New Zealand champs... Yeah, that's what they do in some New Zealand champs. Yeah, you can you can win the you know win the race, but in terms of the title, um, that might go First to the Kiwi. third place finisher. Oh, I know that. So I'd I'd imagine that's what they do there, and I'd imagine what that's what they'll do maybe at other regional races. But I think it's a good thing and good on them for coughing up a little bit of prize money. I can't, I can't recall the prize money at the World Champs with seventy point three. Is it the same as Kona? Uh, I think it wouldn't be the same, but it would be more than seventy five. I would yeah. I would have thought. 
Okay. Fill us in if anybody knows. Yeah, but the PR piece was a bit poor because it's really just a big advertisement for... Got to look after the sponsors, though. Well, they, they definitely are here, aren't they, John? Yeah. <laughs> There's no denying that. Um, so that's going to be happening. When's it going to be happening? Sunday, the 25th of April. That's coming up pretty soon. Wow. 25th of April, 2010. But I suppose 7.3, you can chuck it on and fill out. Yeah. I must say, John, some, some big news. It's not in the news. Yes. I'll be going to Abu Dhabi. I know, a week late. A week late. Yeah, isn't it? I got an email from work saying we need you to go to Abu Dhabi for two days. Yeah. And, and I can't really afford to have a holiday around it because I'm a bit busy at the moment. So uh, I was like, oh, sweet, maybe I can scheme it some day for the race. Yeah. Next weekend. That's gutting. Oh. It'll be interesting to see what sort of uh, coverage it gets over there and um, what sort of internet coverage they get, you know, whether they yeah. really look after things because they're obviously doing it as a you know, PR tool um, mm. for, for the area, so it'll be interesting to see. Definitely a lot of talk with the pros. Eh? Like every pro I've talked to since it's been announced have been thinking about doing it. Every, every sort of second, not necessarily Not that I talk to the pros every day, but... Everyone, that not, not necessarily the champions have been saying that they're going, like, you know, the top three in Conan, but anybody who's remotely good at biking seems to want to go. Is that because the top three are Conan? But what about Laudy? It's interesting, Dirk Bocker was saying in the interview that Laudy's not going to go, and it's, interesting. it's a race made for him. It is. Yeah, I find so, that really interesting. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he's injured, maybe. Is Bjorn going? Uh, I believe so. Oh, this yeah. is going to be a great race. Oh, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, hopefully they have good coverage. Yeah. Because there won't be no blowing in the run. No, well, there'll be a little bit of blowing, bit. but it's not going to be Ironman blowing, is no. it? No. You know, oh. I'll just be going for broke on the bike. I wonder what the website's... What's the website? What's it? How's it about Abu Dhabi? A-B-U-D-H. There you go. Something like that. Yeah, sure. Right. Good old Google always helps you with the spelling. <laughs> but anyway, while Bevan does that, I'll talk about some other news. At, um, I'm oh, wait a second, John. Yeah, you want to get in on this? Oh, I want to get in this. <laughs> this is big news. We've got an email through. Who sent it through that email this week? Uh, oh, so apologies, we didn't. Uh, I didn't write your name down. Okay, well, notes. they said they sent through an email saying, "John, I've, I've got a bit of spare time. I've been thinking about the cookbook idea." And, and no, 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 no. We're doing the no family running down the shoot. Oh, okay. Let, let me do this. So, I'm in New Zealand. I never killed the cookbook thing. Well, we'll get onto that in a minute. That's, okay. that's a that's going to be a five minute segment. Um, oh, I'm excited about the cookbook, John. So anyway, other news. At Ironman New Zealand, you can't run down the finishing chute any longer. They've uh, Somebody sent in the email and oh, John. they got a reply. I'll look, I'll do the work. And Ironman New Zealand, you can't take your family down the finishing chute. And they, the reply said is because of health and safety reasons and they have to stay in line with the poli- you know the policies for the franchise that they've got. It was got. good old Neil Stafford. Mm. It's weak. Well... No, I'm, I'm, I'm changing my tune, you see. I used to be of the opinion, now nah, bugger it, no families in the finishing You're shoot. a hard ass, weren't you, John? I, I, I was against it, but I've, I've, I've granted, I was, I was wrong. Or, or oh, oh does Belinda here say that much? I, now, now that I've got kids and stuff, I see the appeal. I definitely think it should be. Oh, right. so now, now you're open-minded because you're, yeah. you're got, So if you do an Iron Man... Let's say, let's say you decide to do Ironman New Zealand next year. You're coming up the yeah. finish shoot, yeah. and Thomas is there, Daddy, and, and, and the little girl's there as well. Felicity, yes. Yeah, I forgot the name. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say Felicia, but anyway, do you grab them anyway? If I felt it was safe and I wasn't going to drop them. You would, because it'd be fast. Yeah. Because like, when we come up the shoot, there's no one with you. Yeah. Well, for the year I got 10th, there was somebody five seconds behind me. I had to pull oh, down the finishing I line. I didn't know that. Um, but anyway, I think they. Uh, I agree that it's pretty frustrating for people who want to run down the finishing shoot nice and fast and have their photo. You just have a centre line and the finish line. Go left if you're single. Go right if you want yeah. to take the family down. It's yeah. simple. 
So make the finishing shoot a little bit wider. Yeah, like it's not rocket science, is it? And I think it takes away a bit. So it does take away a little bit because you know, the importance of family and doing Ironman is such a massive thing. And you know, like it's it's funny pulling away from the sport and watching, and you kind of think, wow, how did like I always thought when I did it because I didn't have to work so much. How can people do it if they work? But mm. work and family. Yeah. You know, the, the sacrifice your family makes in your achieving this goal, you know, for a bit of them to get a bit of glory. And it's similar, you just have to separate the finish line. At the end of the finish line, you have an area, right, family, you've got to bugger off now, and you can't come through to the, the finishers' ten. It's just easy. Yeah. You know? The problem is, like they said in Neil's email and his reply to him, that they said um, they are having a finishers' area for the family at the end, so you can get a photo with the family. And that's, yeah. and that's cool. And they've got one, something like that at Kona, which is quite cool. Yeah. I think the thing is, is it doesn't seem like they're trying that hard to figure it out. No. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, this seems like too much hard work. Cut it off. Yeah. Instead of going, okay, well, maybe there's a way we can find another solution. Let's trial it at some races, give it a try, and if that works, if not, you know, maybe they try it and it doesn't work, but it just seems as though too hard, get rid of it. Iron Man Christchurch is coming up and we're going to... Iron Man Christchurch, <laughs> here we go. put on the best race ever. <laughs> you can bring your family, you bring your dog, That's your right. nana. Right, here is the big news. The so big news, John. The cookbook is coming. Oh, oh he's choking, <laughs> choking on his water. Choking on my water. And somebody tried to steal my thunder and her name's Jane Shaw. She sent in an email with all these marvellous ideas. About she timed it well, didn't she? I was like, I've already read the show notes this week. The cookbook is happening. Don't try to steal my idea. Okay, here we go. So, so we've got, we're going to use an official cookbook and it's your chance to be a famous chef. So you've watched Master Chef and you've watched Hell's Kitchen and Jamie Oliver and all that. But, you know, that's not that's not fame. This is the big time. This is, this is the big time. <laughs> I haven't exactly decided. Um, oh, I like this. He's, he's, he's the boss. <laughs> I'm basically collating information at this stage. Okay. So... What we want is um, a variety of everyday recipes. That okay, could be so we want mains, baking, muffins, pasta, just anything that will go in a cookbook. We, 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 and you and I definitely get a recipe in there, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> multiple. My, chi- my chicken pesto pasta straight in there, vegetarian lasagna straight in there as well. My lolly cake? Yeah, your lolly cake? Yes, we can have it. Because overseas people don't. I was in Auckland last week and uh, I had to make a lolly cake for 100 people. Yeah. Because I had to make it for a class, stupid. But. Overseas people haven't had lolly cake, John. Okay. And it'd be great for training because it's we'll just sugar. Yeah, we'll get it in there. Yeah. Um, so the deal is you basically need to send me an email and I've just got a little form and you need to fill it in. Only catch is... There's a catch. You have to do ingredients in Imperial and Metrics because it's going to be a worldwide phenomenon. Oh, this is going to be the biggest selling cookbook of and all time. We don't want to confuse the Americans and we don't <laughs> and we don't want to confuse the Europeans who may may be on. Uh, so we're going to have both, and when we when we do the presentation, we're going to have both, are we? I think. Or so. do we say at the start, here's a here's a key for different metrics. I'll just say that later. Basically, you need to send in measurements and both. He's just, he's the older side. So, what um, what we want is everyday recipes. Uh, well, no, you just send me an email. I'll send you a form to fill in, so then I can keep it nice and tidy, yep. and then you put in your details there. But it's going to be a bit of a twist. We, other than just recipes and baking and pastas and what have you, not just lolly cake, not just lolly cake. Uh, any special pre-race meals you might have? We might um, have like a pre-race meal section, a race morning breakfast. Maybe maybe we should get um, good old M. Yeah, I'll get to do consulting stuff. for us. I will have a look at it. Go, you know what? That pre-race meal is actually a bit crap. Yeah, you know, yep. get rid of that one. Yeah, but bring that one up the scale. So just because you send in a recipe doesn't mean it's in. We're going to be using some discretion. You've probably got a pretty good chance. Well, it depends how many people do it. Exactly. Because if we get a thousand recipes, it's a pretty big cookbook. I know it is. Uh, but John, I do have one issue. Yes. Photos. Yes, I'll put some, a few photos in there. Well, how about we do it that if you get chosen to a recipe, 
you have to do it and get some good photos of it and send it through to us. Or we could have photos of the people in there. Yeah, photos of the people, that's all good. But Holding the recipe. Yeah, because the problem is recipe books, the key is the photo. Well, it's, it's going to be like the Edmunds cookbook. So for Kiwis, it's oh. going to be like that. So it's mostly going to be recipes and it's going to have some photo pages in there. I'm thinking of production costs here, Bevan. Okay. So it's not going to be a glossy... Oh, no, we're going to get glossy. It's, it's going to be like the Edmunds cookbook. Any Kiwis, it's going to be like that. Okay. Okay, because I've got contacts. What are we going to call it? I am that can be discussed in a week. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll I am sizzle book. Some, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so also, any... Things, special things you have when you're racing if you've got any recipes or yeah have you got any of those uh, muesli bars that you make by yourself yep. uh, and any post special ideas for post race stuff well that's just been McDonald's or something like that wouldn't it well, yeah if you've got this if you've got the, the Colonel's secret recipe oh. send that so we'll put it in oh I love your work <laughs> so basically anything really just flick it through and we'll uh, it'll go to the committee being me and I'll <laughs> and I'll decide, so I'll decide if it's worthy <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is there'll be a bit of humour in the book as well we've got to, okay. we've got to keep it like the show a bit light hearted okay. with some good information okay. that will grow you as a person there we go okay. a, bit of, bit of, bit of advertising here for John's camp we've got a few people already uh, submitted we've got a couple coming along oh, so good times. if you want to come on Camp Poland um, it's the last week of June rolls into the start of July going to be a full week of um, solid training don't need to be super fast just need to be probably yeah, under 11 and a half hours. And you uh, need to be able to ride long distances. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you're interested, pop me an email. There's probably about two, two, maybe three spaces left. Oh, they're going fast, you could say, John. That's right. You're going fast, selling out tomorrow. Going, going, gone. gone. Okay, this week's discussion, we're actually not going to do anything because last week... Did I do something wrong? Nobody replied to it. <laughs> so, did I, I, I think Was I put there a deeper there. message in that? I think I put it up there correctly. Oh, look at exterior wetsuits on there. Um, we'll talk about that later. Uh, so what? what is <laughs> no harder? you did something wrong because uh, I did get some memos through saying that there was an issue with putting comments on there okay I apologise sure for that maybe we can put it up again yeah. so the, the question from last week was what's harder um, or faster doing a, an Ironman straight or okay doing... let's talk about it this week and then they can come in we'll do it a little bit different this week John oh, do you think so but then people are just going to copy get... what we say no because I'll, I'll disagree with what you say okay so what do you say well, I, oh, I disagree I haven't, I, haven't given, I haven't given a lot of thought now <laughs> okay um, well, well, I think that it would depend it would, it would vary quite a bit I think between an age group race and, and a, an elite race uh, so I think the elites could may well be um, a, they'd probably be pretty similar um, but I think, you know, often what you see when age groupers are racing, they fade quite badly in the second half of the run. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the elites, the elites that are, that are winning, uh, tend to be, you know, Consistent relatively across. even yeah. split all the way through. So I think their times might be similar. But I think for age groupers, because they wouldn't have that deep fatigue really kicking them in the second half of the run, or the second run if you're doing a half Ironman, um, it would be easier to do two back-to-back. Yes, the big challenge is always going to be is how you're going to cope with the, the second swim. Um, yep. And if you're going to cramp badly in that, then obviously that's going to slow you down a lot. And it, um, it may be you know a bit tough getting going on the second bike as well after you've had a half marathon in your legs. So I think one of the things mentally will be with this race is that people will just push too hard in that first half. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They'll just yep. get out and they'll be feeling great. They'll be mm-hmm. fit. You know, like an Ironman, people do that anyway. Yep. But if you're pushing too hard and you've got that run in that first half, 
it could probably blow you out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But then you, you do get a bit of a relief when you get back on the bike. Just had an idea. John, you've just had an idea. Yeah. What's your idea? Camp Poland, we're going to do a double Olympic distance triathlon back to back. Ah, Olympic distance. Olympic distance, then we'll do another Olympic distance. See, when you're the boss, you just, you just decide things, don't you? They, people have to follow. Yeah. <laughs> you, look you, it. you love it, don't you? We're not going across the border this I time. I think you'd be faster doing Ironman because that's what we condition ourselves for. That was what, 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 what? what we condition ourselves we condition for. Ourselves for. You know what it's I mean? The, but a lot of people don't condition themselves for it. That's the thing. That's why they blow up on the second half of the run. So it would be an interesting one. Bevan, you go trial it. See how you get on. Okay, I'm going to do it after, after this. Yep. You know, next week. Yep. Oh, I think I'll win that race. Yeah. Yep. This would be brilliant. So this week's discussion is that. What do you think will be better? And we'll put it... Maybe because the website wasn't up. Maybe people didn't do it. But it's... it's yeah, I think it was your fault, John. Okay. Uh, music. Well, let's put some music on. Okay, here's some music. Well, so <laughs> I love the little follow-up in there. Just, just with the music, we were going to put the short version on, but then we accidentally put the long one, and we loved it, didn't we, John? We're liking it. And you pulled out the old under fire starter. Fire starter. Did you like the Did you like the prodigy? Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, not bad. They would have been good live, eh? Mm. They would have been a good concert. Did you get the album? No. What's the last album you bought, John? I bought a few things off iTunes recently. I haven't bought an album for for a while. I've got onto the iTunes thing. Oh, really? Figured it out. What have you bought? Um, I got a feeling, bit of Black Eyed Peas. Oh, nice! But, uh, that is a good song. Lady Gaga. Oh, really? So you're into your pop, aren't you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, can't remember. Belinda got the rest. Bit of Lady Gaga. Do you like Lady Gaga? It was all right. Selection. That's what I like about iTunes. You buy all the singles. Yeah, I wasn't buying yeah. albums. I was just buying singles. Yeah. A bit more expensive, but you get the songs. You no, want. because you save money. Because in the old days, you were just buying the whole album, but you only get one or two songs. That's true. Black Eyed so Peas are good. Black Eyed Peas are good. Okay, John. Last week we had the segment on. Barefoot running. Barefoot running. And had a few emails, people sending in lots of different things and articles to look at and what have you. So just wanted to follow up a few things. And, and my what I was trying to get across last week is the things that I've experienced so far with it. I'm not saying it. So it wasn't no scientific research. It was just John's experience Some of, of it. Some of it had scientific angles John's on scientific it, research. But uh, a lot of it was anecdotal. So main thing we need to really press, we don't want people getting injured, You've got to take it out really slowly yeah. and build it up very, very slowly. Yep. And uh, for a lot of people, and slowly we're talking like a year, yeah, even longer. You for know? a lot of people, it's just going to be barefoot, barefoot walking. Yep. For, for I've a been walking around. I've got my shoes on now. Nice. nice. And I see you've taken yours off. Yeah. What that yep. smell was. Um, and the other thing, people were sending through articles, and this was before we did the segment on on things like on BBC and on and popular media, and, and a lot of the articles there are pretty much saying just. Throw away your shoes. You should never wear shoes again in your life, and they're killing you. And you'll never have an injury if you don't wear shoes yeah. again. And so you got to be really, really careful about that. Is the, the transition's got to again be slow, and your muscles have got to get used to it, and it's just going to take time. And the same applies with Nike Freeze. Those things are not shoes; they are sort of an in-between. And so I'd really strongly encourage people not to go from running shoes to doing oh. all their running in Nike Freeze. Nike Freeze, I think, are good. 
But have you, again, have you had some freeze? I ha- I haven't, but I know a lot of people have got them. And they say that they they like them. A lot. They are really good. Like I've I've had a few pure over the times, and when you first wear them, you find your feet do get tired. So it's probably a nice transition from oh, going from definitely. like you know normal shoes to freeze to the bare feet. But yeah, like it was a long time before I'd ever run in them. Mm. You know because the, my feet just weren't my feet needed more conditioning. Yeah, I mean cushioning. And the other thing I'm finding is that as I get a little bit older being 32 at all <laughs> well you know like I, I've done a lot of exercise and mm-hmm. you know a lot of impact throughout my years and you know my ankles and my calves are always a little bit kind of tentative and um, I like cushioning mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I like a cushioned shoe because it just takes a little bit of initial impact out of yep. the movement so um, that's something I'm going to have to struggle with so take your time um, and the other thing that I maybe didn't stress as much um, last week is I'm, I'm not quite sure in terms of what the deal is running on concrete and hard surfaces, bare feet. I've done a little bit of running in my um, five fingers um, on concrete, but that's more as a transition to get to parks, and I've found it to be perfectly fine. Um, do you find when you do do it, you're really aware of your, your running? Oh, yeah. I mean, your feet, you, you just feel light, and you just feel your feet contacting with the ground. But does it doesn't hurt? No, not does it, at all. Doesn't it jolt through your body? No, well, that's the whole thing. The, 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 a lot of the science, if, if people read, read the articles, is the, 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 I don't know what the right word is, but the... The, the landing, the, the footfall. The, yeah, it is, uh, it, the force is not as great as it is when you've got shoes on, just because you land more on your midfoot and you, you tend to land more underneath your body rather than overstriding. So, so because so, of the positioning, you're not impacting yeah. so much. So, um, yeah, that's one thing. I, I don't know what the deal is with running on hard surfaces and... Uh, don't know what the long-term effects of that are, um, and that's sunk because we're all going to be racing. Well, not all of us, but one most of us are racing is, on is the this, Is this going to be one of those things that, you know, like, you know, 20 years from now they're going, oh, we shouldn't have listened about those things, you well, know? No, I think it's a training tool. And <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, because science comes and goes, doesn't it? And, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years ago, oh, you need these shoes because these are the big, yeah. you know, and, and it's just, this is going to be one of those things where, you know, 20 years from now, we're going to be all screwed because we've been running in our bare feet. I think at the moment it's going to have a really quick revolution, like like you're sort of saying, and, and a lot of people will shift towards it. But um, the the great you know, our Newton's a better solution because if the theory is you need to land mm-hmm. on that, the Newton forces you to do that, and it gives you some cushioning. So like, is a Newton a better solution? Yeah, he's been signing sales reps with uh, sales deals. With no, Newton. but uh, uh, maybe I should get a free beer. <laughs> it's uh, I think it's one of those things that it'll take a bit. Spike up in the next year. Like with the Newton, for example, just as a discussion. But if your argument is just it, it's the way the foot lands is what's better for the body, mm-hmm. then you know maybe a different structured shoe would be a better option with cushioning. Possibly. In comparison, I don't know. I'm Possibly. just just chucking it out there, John. So yeah, I guess the thing is, I I think it's for me at the moment it's a training tool and yep. it's there to strengthen my muscles up, strengthen my feet up, make me feel good about the running, have a different sensation, um, and actually. Yeah, land slightly differently the way I would like to be landing wearing shoes. You have to get five fingers, don't you, or something like five fingers? Because yeah, they're, they're great. Stones and crap. Yeah, when I was Do running. Do you feel stones on the concrete when you wear still no, your five they're, fingers? No, they're a little bit built up. Oh, just um, where your foot does land, they're a little bit built up, so no, I don't really. I mean, uh-huh. you, you feel obviously unevenness in the but surfaces. It's not, it's not like, you know, when you're running on bare feet and you. I haven't done trail running yet, so that I'll, I'll report back once I've done a bit That's of trail running. That's your job for this running. week, John? Yep. Uh, and I guess the other big point I want to make was if you're a, a bigger person, uh, 
and by big I'm not talking necessarily big fatty or anything like that but if you're just big bulky solid unit John you're a solid unit again you're going to have to be a lot more careful I mean a lot of the research that looked at Kenyan runners and all that and then those guys weigh nothing so the impact is is not so great if you're bigger uh, just be a bit careful so I just wanted to have a few cautions out there because there's so much stuff saying get rid of your (laughs) shoes and just do all your running bare feet and and I'm strongly against that it's just it's a tool and it's something you've been building slowly and the lot, nobody really knows the long-term effects from people who have been wearing shoes to moving out of that. They know the long-term effects are fine for the Kenyan-type athletes who have been brought up. In it's, it's kind of like a, a, a technology company. It's the first, you know, one one point product, and mm. it's kind of like, do you want to be the person to trial it? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's kind of like often you, you know when you first put the first iPhone, you kind of accept if you're going to be an early adapter, there's going to be some bumps and stuff that's going to make it a little mm. bit of a harder journey. A couple of years down the track, the new iPhone's great because I've figured out those problems, but if in this situation, do you want to be the guy who tries it and then finds out through you send a trick? It's just an injury waiting to happen. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting times. Proceed with caution. Beautiful, beautiful, John. That was perfect. <sighs> nice. Perfect. You need a sign post saying <laughs> yeah. that. Okay, uh, let's put some music on. Age group of the week. And, uh,. We actually talked to this guy on a show a few weeks ago, and good old Liam uh, McLaughlin. You didn't talk to Liam, but... Well, no, we didn't actually. That's right, I kind of didn't do that well, did I? But that's okay. I talked to the next guy. Yeah. And uh, good old Dan McDonald has been nominated as Age Group of the Week from Liam McLaughlin, who we interviewed at Wanaka, basically, and did his promise and completed Epic Camp, accompanied by... One mate from Geraldine to Belclutha and two from Belclutha South. Dan was never one to back off and was always... Good for a laugh. Oh, good for a laugh. I think that his dedication to camp completion is worthy enough for Age Gripper of the Week. Watch out for him at Ironman New Zealand. He's going awesome. It'll be good to see him rip up the course in Taupo. So Dan McDonald, he did. Uh, he was on Epic Camp. He had to stop in Christchurch because he's got a... A business, and he needed to go down to challenge Wanaka. He he, he's he's the importer of uh, Newtons in New Zealand, New Zealand and some other products as well. Yeah, we'll go over that in a second. But he had to stop and crush it. She was uh, bitterly disappointed about that. He'd been um, riding pretty strongly all the way through the camp. But uh, then he came back to Christchurch after Challenge Wanaka, and then about a week later he carried on and did the rest of the camp. So tough going. I'm not, not quite sure what support he had. I'm sure his his good partner Kay was probably uh, in tow looking after the boys. But they, you know, it's still a long way from Christchurch down to, to Bluff. Uh, and, and you know, mentally, like on the camp, you're in the group. You've mm-hmm. got your support crew. You know, you're, you've got that road flow on effect happening. Yep. Whereas to get up, you know, and think, okay, I've got to ride this now. It was tough. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, first day would have been 150k. The second day was uh, about 180. I think every other day after that was about 180. So it was Christchurch, Geraldine, Geraldine to near Omaru, Omaru to Belclutha, and Belclutha Bluff. So and a good, solid amount of riding there. Yeah. And to go on and finish the task and say he's run the length of the country was very, very solid. That is pretty cool. So he's our age group of the week. Fun, funny let's, you, give, let's give him a plug. Yeah, so Bevan was just talking about the Newtons and what have you before. If you want to get uh, Newton shoes or if you want to get, more importantly, blue 70 wetsuits. Well, he provides a lot of good stuff. He's got CPO socks. Uh, C- oh, CP. CP. Yep. Uh, he's got hats, Newton shoes. He provides nuns. He's got some saddles. Socks. Oh, your nuns. <laughs> doesn't provide any nuns. Not a religious establishment. Uh, he's got lots of good he's stuff. He's got the, the, the elastic laces, the Yance elastic oh, laces, yep. tyres, swim gear, socks, saddles. So go to dcmsport.com. 
for Kiwis, you can get all your, your stuff on there and he'll uh, ship it away. Sounds really good. So, um, Daniel yeah. McDonald, you yeah. are our age, age group of the week. week. And I will give a special mention here to good old Helltel. Yeah. Because I, I haven't done my piece on this one, but he's basically broken the indoor world record on a rowing machine. Really? Like teams rowing. I think they have like, there's four guys. I had a quick look. Four guys, and they have to, it was like a, it would have been some not like so one because there's no way that he would have actually broken like the. Oh no no it wouldn't be sure. proper. Yeah it would have been Rowan. not for us one. No. Yeah no. The enduro nutty record. Yeah but yeah they. How about you come back to us with some clear facts on that next week? Okay I might do that John. <laughs> well done Hotel. <laughs> well done Hotel. Uh, Daniel McDonald. You are our age group of the week. week. Love your work. Okay so I might just do put music on. I'll put music on. Music on. Music on. Here we go. Here's the music. Yeah. yeah, we don't have an intro. We need interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes you make me laugh, John. Good. Um, Dirk Buckle's on now, and uh, great year for him last year. Yeah, it was a good year for him, wasn't it? Third in Taupo, having done next to no running, and panofasciitis as well. That's a killer injury, it's isn't killer. it? It's not not a good one. Maybe yeah. you should have done a bit more barefoot running. Um, uh, and then went on for a seventh in Taupo uh, in Kona on debut. Very, very solid. There we go. <laughs> That's it. com. if you want to find out more about Dirk. And also, if you want to, you know, he's got a clip on. Oh, now you're coming back. With for the Olymp- from the Olympics. Uh, and that would have been a big buzz. And we talk a little bit about that. He was leading. I, wonder, I, I didn't ask him at the time. I wish I had. I wonder when he's leading the Olympics off the bike. And, he, you know, you're getting caught up in it. Yeah, how oh, can you not? Yeah. yeah, I'm winning this race. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder at the same time he's going. I'm being stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's got a bit of a discussion topic up there. Oh, maybe we should steal that one. What is it? Who should be allowed to start discussion about the new WTC rules? Some of you know there have been a new rule passed by WTC that all pro athletes must pay a registration fee of $750 to be enrolled in anti-doping program. This seems to be a hot topic at the moment, so I thought I would give my viewpoint on the whole thing. I don't mind paying the membership fees. No, if you want to, if you want to oh, see, no. it, see it, go to liveandledtry.com. Okay, well, he's obviously a pretty intelligent guy. Because look at this, he's just got a really good thought-out argument here. Yeah. So so yeah so yeah go there. And, and uh, from what I've seen in terms of this new ruling, that you've got to pay seven hundred fifty dollars. The pros have got to pay that, and that gives you entry into any WTC race in the world. So you don't have to pay any more entry fees, um, and it also puts you in their their doping um, pool. So you can not the doping pool, their drug testing pool. So you can be tested anywhere, anytime. Not 100% sure if you've got to do the whereabouts rules. I'm pretty, qu- I just get a quick little read over there, and I think his issue is about when you have to sign up for it. Right. So they're saying you have to be signed up for three to six months before you actually do a race, mm-hmm. but then I've just introduced it, and so it's a little bit odd. <clears throat> but I've just qu- go go read it. What is about the whereabouts rule? I like the whereabouts rule. What's the whereabouts? Are you tell them where you are. Yeah. You've got to, you basically, as long as the information's clear, you know, because athletes can just get around this bloody drug testing they can just go and hide somewhere and go to a training camp and they might get tested at a race and if you test positive at a race you're an absolute moron um, <laughs> not that you should be taking drugs full stop you're going to take drugs don't take them at a race yeah I mean that's just they're just morons so uh, you've got to get them out of test, out of competition testing going and uh, you know the whereabouts thing it's part of being a professional athlete and as long as there's a really easy way to update where you are no brainer, or you just have a GPS, just give people GPSs and you can find out where they are straight away. It's 
easy. Yeah. Screw this privacy stuff. You get no, I reckon, privacy. what about privacy? So, oh, so as an that. athlete, if there's privacy, no, you, you lose it. it. Yeah, you do. If you screw want to be the top. So do we get to the point? Because eventually, like nowadays, they're saying that it's pretty, like within the next five years, you can have a device that pretty much records your life. Maybe not the next five years, but within the next period of life. Basically, if you want to be, do you think that if you want to be the world's, an athlete, you have to have a camera with you all the time? No. You could have, you, well, what's the difference with that? Well, just GPS. GPS. I mean, a camera, cameras, uh, you, know, you just have a GPS so they can go and go, right, he's at X place, knock on the door, right, we need a urine sample now, boom, you're done. What, is he, what if he's making love? Tough titties. I've, I've heard, well, I haven't heard of people making love, but I, you know, I've heard of people coming up, knocking on the door 10.30 at night, and they've had to do the drug testing then, there and then. So I think if you're going to put yourself out there, if you want to be a pro athlete, uh, then them's the rules. What about the camera? Would you, would Why would you need a camera? Because then you could see their activities all the time. You don't need to bloody see their activities. <laughs> I mean, that might make for they might. If you did that, you might be able to make um, some good money out of uh, putting it all live, and people <laughs> like that fly on the wall crap. But I don't. But uh, <laughs> you don't some some, it, some you people, know. I just can't fathom it. It's just the most moron stuff. Ever. Anyway, but back to Dirk. Back to Dirk. If you go to livingletry.com, here's yeah. the interview right I was now. I'm gonna give my daughter a kiss as well. Kiss, kiss, babe. She, she, blew, she blew him off. Bevan got blown oh, off. Oh, thanks, babe. She gave me a kiss. Oh, I thought you got blown off. Oh, I love off, my babe. daughter. Here we go. Even though she beats me up. Here we go. Righty ho, on today's show, we're very happy to have uh, top 10 in Kona last year, Dirk Bockel, also a Olympian and uh, one of the very few athletes coming out of Luxembourg. It's a, it's a small place. So welcome along to the show, Dirk. Yeah, thank you very much. Cool. So... Dirk, I'm um, an ex-sort of uh, ITU distance racer turned Ironman, a bit like you, so I'm, I'm keen to find out a bit about your uh, your ITU background. Um, back, at the, back at the Olympics, uh, you know, we noticed you, you're in the, the breakaway, you know, the 2008 Olympics in Beijing, and you're in a break, two-man breakaway off the front of the bike, and, and you were first onto the run. Maybe just tell us about your, your race at the Olympics and, and how that felt for you. Sure. Well... Olympics has always been a dream uh, from from childhood onwards, and it just suddenly became reality. And it was a long process to qualify for it, so I was really psyched up to be on the start line. And obviously, I had, I had big plans to to get a great finish there. Um, it just suddenly turns out I had a great opportunity to break away on the bike, and I guess that made me a little famous here, staying up in front for over 30 minutes, leading the race. But on the other side, uh, the overall placement is not that satisfying. I finished with a 25th place, and I think I could have done it a little bit better, but I guess I had my little moment of glory out there. How, how was it for you, you know, coming off the bike and leading on the run? Was, uh, was that one of the highlights of your career, or was it just sort of uh, another day at the office? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, it, it was one of the nicest moments. I mean, I had such a huge crowd cheering for me, and... You know, there's so many uh, television around. It, it was just a great experience. And uh, unfortunately, we, we just had a lead of 50 seconds, so that didn't put me in a position to, to achieve the, the, the goal that I actually wanted. But um, as I said, I, I mean, I, I tried really hard to stay in front as long as I could. And, you know, best runners, they passed me after three, three and a half kilometers. And then... It was pretty tough to hang in there. <laughs> You've obviously switched over to Ironman now, but we, we often ask Ironman athletes how they make a living from the sport because you know they're not racing very regularly and the prize money's That's not great. great. 
when, when you were racing on the ITU circuit, you know, you, you, you weren't often in the in the top five and, and the good money. How, how was it for you on the ITU circuit making money? Was it was it a easy? How did you do it? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, that's a question I get asked pretty often because it, it's hard to make a living as a triathlete and. Um, especially on the ITU circuit. I mean, it, it's more like racing for glory. It's racing uh, European championships, world championships, and Olympic Games. And, well, the payment, we better don't just talk about that because <laughs> there's not much that actually came out at the, even after the Olympics. And um, on the other side, as a 20, 25th place, you can't expect getting big paychecks as well. But uh, in general, I do get some some good support from from the government. But in terms of price money or appearance fee on, on the ITU circuit, it's it's very very hard to make a living. Well, how has your life changed as an as an athlete? I suppose going from ITU to Ironman. Um, well, Ironman. I, the the first time I ever saw triathlon on TV, I I actually saw Ironman Hawaii. And I thought those guys are really crazy doing doing that. And then, you know, later on, I just got caught up in like sprint distance races, and I, you know, I just made my way up in terms of the distances. And I, the biggest goal was just going to the Olympics. So I stayed with short distance for a long while. And once I, I checked that up, I I was really keen on trying some longer distances. And last year was my first season, and it's going amazingly well for me. I can finally show that I can ride a bike. <laughs> we, we talked about you know making a living from the sport are you finding it easier to make a living as an Ironman athlete or, or much the same as an ITU athlete um, I think ITU is still pretty much a gamble I mean if something happens in the swim you could just you know end up in the pack and then maybe not even make a top 10 and being out of top 10 you know it's very very hard I mean I, I remember my, my uh, top 10 finish in the World Cup I think I came home with 350 US dollars <laughs> I mean you know it, it paid it paid a fraction of, of the you know plane ticket to go there yeah. so well on, I think on WTC it's, it's a little bit more interesting what the prize money is and also sponsors is just way bigger on uh, the longer distances maybe it's also because it's a uh, longer event and you have more possibilities to present your sponsors in regards to your training um, how have you actually changed your training going from shorter to longer well to, to be honest I mean it didn't change too much because I thought and my, my coach also has the same belief that our biggest weapon is the speed coming, coming over from short distance and I didn't want to just jump into huge volume and huge just miles and miles and uh, forget about everything where I come from. Coming from ITU, I have a strength in swimming, so I, I definitely want to maintain that because that puts me two minutes ahead of the field usually. And, you know, we're talking about representing your sponsors up front, and that's, that's, a, that's a very interesting part on long distance. But training-wise, hour-wise, I would say it's pretty much the same. So I had a little bit less training sessions per week because out of a two-hour bike, there's there's suddenly a four or five-hour bike ride, and uh, you gotta do some mileage at a certain point in time. But you know, I I just work on my speed as well and try to maintain that. There's still another Olympics coming up, you know. You never know. <laughs> oh, so you are seriously considering working towards the next to London? Um, not not really sure yet. I said that. I mean. Uh, the Federation and the Luxembourg Olympic Committee, they don't have many athletes that have a chance to represent uh, the, uh, you know, the Olympic Games. And so I, I was asked and kind of like 
pressure to to be on the team again. Whoa. But it's it's not very interesting on the financial side for me because a, a good budget for financing just my trips and training camps that's not gonna be that interesting for me. You know, the outcome is still zero for me. So yeah. Just just back to your training. Um, you said it hasn't changed too much. What about your, your say your long runs? I mean, um, typically you know, building up to either Kona or Taupo. What what were your long runs? Were you were you going up three yeah. hours, or, or what were you doing with your running? Yeah, I I never ran two hours before uh, before last year, and uh, I suddenly yeah. <laughs> um, the longest run were like a, around an hour thirty. Never. And then leading up to Hawaii, the last two months, I had four hours that were uh, four runs that were over two hours, and we even went up to two and a half hours on a four-minute pace. So that that you know that hurts. Nice, <laughs> oh, that's good. And was was Taupo your first Ironman? That's right. That was my first Ironman event, and I raced two half Ironman before that. So I had a little bit of a clue what I'm getting myself into. But it was pretty painful but looking back on, uh, you know, racing Ironman with the uh, plantar fasciitis problems and three times 30-minute runs per week. So that's not the way you want to prepare that. Were you surprised with your success at Ironman New Zealand, like a podium on your first race? You know, I know you're a strong athlete, but, you know, were you surprised that you did so well on your first race? Um, to be honest, I, I expected something because I knew my, my bike was very uh, on, a, on a very good level. And uh, w- once I attacked on the bike, I had a lead around five minutes coming off the bike to Cameron Brown and all the other tracks. And well, I, I thought I, I could hold him off for a while, but then, you know, after 25 kilometers, I, you know, the typical thing happened. Everybody warned me, and the man with a hammer, you know, yeah. <laughs> he was right there, and he hit me hard, and I suffered quite a bit on the last miles. But I, I, I struggled, but I, I, I'm pretty okay with that finish there. And so obviously moving on from, from Ironman New Zealand where you, you, you placed on the podium there, off to Kona. What, what were your expectations going into Kona? Um, racing the whole year on, on uh, half Ironman and Ironman distances, I, I had some pretty good results coming into, the, into my first Kona. I won a half Ironman at Disney here in Florida, and I was uh, second to Rasmus Henning on... Uh, long-distance ITU European Championships. So I I thought, uh, you know, something could happen, and everybody tells me, you know, it's the same like Olympics. Hawaii has different rules. So I try to focus mostly on not making any mistakes and, you know, taking taking it easy step by step. And I think the outcome was pretty good, a seventh place for the first time. We can build on that. Was it different to what you expected, or was it much the same? I would say I, I was hoping for a top 10, and I think I exceeded my expectations slightly. Cool. What, what about, you know, a lot of people talk about Kona, and you need to be spiritually connected with the island, and, and you know, you need to go there for many years before you can respect yeah. the island. Did that make any <laughs> sense to you, or did you just go out there and it was a hot race and just difficult <laughs> conditions? It's a lot of crazy stories. Uh, I mean, I, I, got, I got scared and worried because everybody told me how, how brutal it's going to be. But, you know, I, I, I stayed four months in the heat before, so the heat was not that big of a factor for me. The wind was very, very hard. And so, you know, there, there, there are certain things that you should do in Kona or you shouldn't do, and you should pray to the gods and all that thing. 
I, I, I just took it pretty easy to focus on myself and I, you know, staying healthy, staying hydrated, you know, and all that stuff. And I, yeah, it, it, it was a little interesting getting there, you know, two weeks before the race and hardly seeing anyone out there. And then, you know, the last week before, before the race, I mean, it's so packed and, you know, I, I stayed a little bit away from all the people just to focus on myself. Um, looking back on your race, you said you were pretty impre- pretty happy with what you did. What did you learn from that race that you can take forward to next year? Oh, I, I won't tell you all the secrets because then <laughs> all the competitors know. <laughs> no, but honestly, um, I played a little bit conservative on the, on the bike. I had a little bit left, and I didn't use it up because I was just not sure if I should do that on the first time racing there. And I saw a couple of other people, which I had you know, on, on on my winning list were pretty high ranked on that and they stayed in the in the field and they didn't attack and so I I just, you know, played conservative and stayed with them and maybe I could have gone a little bit faster because, you know, I, I published my SRM file and I dropped around 40, 50 watts for the last hour so I think uh, there's, there, there's some improvements possible. I mean, in terms, you're a first-time racer in Kona, any tips for other first-timers when they go over there? Um, yeah, not, not too sure. I'm not too sure. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things I can tell people going there. I uh, I don't know where to start. How much time do we have? Yeah. We've, got, we've got all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's a race like every other race and a lot of stories to it. So, you know, it's an Ironman. You're going to prepare really hard for it. And um, you know, do your do your own thing. That's what I can just tell everyone. And, and what about your plans for this year? I mean, um, it's been successful. Obviously, you don't have to qualify for Kona. You've got your slot automatically through through being in the top ten. Um, will you do another Ironman this year, or just save it all up for Kona? And um, yeah, what, what's your your plan for the year? Yeah, that's kind of the plan. I mean, I, I got really lucky making a top 10, and so I was very, I mean, that, that, that was the plan, just get the qualification out of the way. So I'm safe for the whole year. I don't have to race another Ironman, and since I'm trying to earn some money with that, you know, I can a little bit cherry-pick the races that I want to do. Mm-hmm. If it, it doesn't have to be an Ironman. So the plan is that I'm starting to race in, in uh, six weeks from now. I start in Abu Dhabi. You probably heard of that funny yeah. race with 200 so, so kilometers tell, on the bike. Tell us a bit about that race because we know, you know, we've heard who's going, who might be going. Do you know who, yeah. who's going and, and um, uh, for sure? Yeah, well, the distance will be three kilometer swim, a 200 bike, and a 20k run. So obviously, the whole training focus is going to be on the bike and. I put in a lot of mileage, and you, you can expect everyone who can ride a bike will be out there. It's a very high price for our sport, so I think a lot of people try to peak already. It's very early. It's basically a week after Ironman New Zealand, so I had to pick my battles, and I decided to go to Abu Dhabi. Um, well, yeah, who, the only person who's missing is actually Chris Leader, so I'm a little... Yeah, I'm a little sad because I really wanted to see him racing early in the year as well, but I think he puts everything on Kona and just focus on that. And I'll also try to race some other races. No other Ironman, but a couple of 70.3s in the U.S. and especially Abu Dhabi. Will you do some short course stuff? Uh, I won't be racing much short course this year. 
I I was thinking about it, but you know, with with all the obligations I, I have to to raise, you know, I also had to raise ITU World Championships long distance, and that that's basically three quarter of an Ironman. Yeah. So that's that's also taking a lot of energy out. So I I'll I'll pick those three races as the big races, and if I have time to play, then I'll add some seventy point threes into the game. Nice. Right, we have a few questions. Um, we always ask uh, pro athletes when they come on the show. Um, they're just a bit of fun. <laughs> what, what do you think you can run a fresh marathon? You know, not in an Ironman, but if you were to go be well prepared for a marathon, say this year, what do you think you could do? Yeah, I won't give you any fancy numbers like other people have done before. <laughs> but I, 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 try to play, <laughs> I, try, I try to play quite honest, and I think uh, 2.30, slightly under 2.30 should be possible with a good preparation. Nice. nice. Do you uh, wax or do you shave? Or do you do neither? Oh, shaving. Shave. That's too much out. Yeah. And do you use facial products? Um, yeah, my wife wants me to, but I still rebel against it. Yeah. Um, you know. Listen to your wife. She's a wise woman. She's a very wise exactly. Woman. Gives me all those lotions and stuff. You know, you got to use some lotion after the swim. That's as far as I take it. And, yes. man, that, that's enough. You know, i got a different job to do. I'll, I'll accept that. So if, uh, if anybody wants to find out a bit more about Dirk or follow his progress, you go to live in... Live and let try. Live and, Live and let try. And uh, you can f- see all his uh, blogs up there. He's got all the, all the details about his history up there. A little clip from the Beijing Olympics as well. So all the best mm-hmm. with the rest of your year, um, Dirk. And I uh, hope to see a big result in Kona. And please, um, we're, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll be following your progress in Abu Dhabi very closely. Cool. Thank you very much for the time. I really appreciate that. No Thanks, worries. mate. So that was uh, Dirk. Thank you very much, Dirk. We, 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 we just go into the intro. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just say thanks to Dirk for coming uh, on. And we're looking forward Dirk, to the Abu Dhabi Triathlon. We, try, we looked on their website to see if the field was up there. There's nothing up there yet. And so I'm picking their live coverage on the race day. Mightn't be. Oh, hopefully it is good because it'd be a cool race. Yeah. Like hopefully it's something live because I'm gutted on there the week afterwards. It's like I've never weird. been to Abu Dhabi before. And like, what are the chances of going there? And like the seven days later, I'll get the hookups for us next year. Yeah. <laughs> you tried this year, didn't you? I didn't actually try. <laughs> oh, did you not? No, I was going to, but then I thought I'm not going to be able to train for that event. There's not much point going. Oh, you're going to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was going to take them down. Okay, well, if if you, if you you can get us hooked up, I'll do it as well. Okay, because you wouldn't have to train much to do that, would yeah, you? Ferris, well, we've we know Ferris now. Yeah, Ferris, isn't he? And that's how huge we are. Yeah, we rule the sport. We do. <laughs> Dominate the dojo. Questions, Questions and answers. answers. Okay, guys, well, I've chucked a few in here, but good old Jay, you know, I think I had his email up. Wait a second. No? No? Okay. Jay okay. sent through, he was just commenting that... The, the they've brought out their own set of... I, WTC have brought out their own set of scales, John. They've been out for quite a while, so he's a little bit behind the, the, the news there, but uh, yeah, how far are WTC going to take it uh, in terms of what they're, they're going to license out? It's, it's, almost, it's almost... I was thinking to myself, it's almost as though we could create a product just to take the piss out of them. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like we we create a product that only, you know it's like an inside joke that we get a license for it. I think though, if you go into their store and you spend one hundred fifty dollars, you get a free at the moment. You get a free little um, environmentally friendly shopping bag. So get on there. Oh, get on there now, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saving the world. Well, James Rotel sent through a really good. Did you watch this YouTube clip? No, you haven't seen it through to me. Yes, I have. I no, see. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, this one. It's really good. It's some... Um, you did, I didn't. No, you, you just said it was good. You see, I... Uh, if, yes, if, I said it. You did send it through. I didn't look at it. <laughs> but, you see, if you, send, if you send a reply to people and you don't say, we'll talk about it on the show, I just... Oh, really? I just don't look at it. Because sometimes I, I'm I, a bit guilty. I, I think that's your code for screening it. Oh, is Saying, it? that was good, but we're not going to mention it. <laughs> oh, no, I think I think I say we'll talk about it on the show too much because you, Carl, I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know, I, go, I go, oh, that's a good idea. We'll talk about it on the show, and then it never comes up. <laughs> and then I feel really bad. But so, just for the record, if, if I've ever said that to you, it's because then I pass it on to John, the boss, and, and he culls it. But, but you say this week, and I'm like, no, it's not going on this week. So that, that'll go on the file. It'll come up at some stage. So, so don't be disheartened if I've said something. But the, the, okay, so what is? I'll turn it down. But had this oh no I think no no it's recreational riders go for a bike ride and then they basically we've had this we've no, had this no I've watched this oh, have you watched it but we haven't had it it's very good and we have so no and, and he comes up and he pretend it's the crowd we've, we've talked about this no it's a repeat no it's sorry, not sorry listeners. you may have seen it I don't deny that but we've never I've never seen this before it was very good and <laughs> the guys don't know what's happening and they've done a really good job of making like like he's won haven't they right somebody out there knows who's been listening to all the shows This we've, we've talked about this before so there's a guy riding up a hill. I'll put a link to it on our website this week and John we haven't you've seen it I don't deny that but I'd never seen that before okay it's had over 2 million views there's yeah. basically a guy riding up a mountain and they've, they've faked it and pretended like he's in a part of a, a race and he thinks he's winning some sort of bike race and he's trying to ride through the best one's like one of the, one guy actually goes yeah I had a good day <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I'll check that on the website this week um, then what else we've got here James I'm not, it's another James actually I can't remember which James it was um, was talking about he was listening to some of the older shows when we were going through the name change mm-hmm. those controversial years yeah. and uh and he's just saying, how does the, the um, Kellogg's Nutrigrain Iron Man series get away with it in Australia? It's because it's not competition for them. Is it really? No, it's not at all. It's just wow, it's a sport. Yeah, it is a sport, but it's not like they're not trying to. Ste- you're not stealing customers from from WTC. It's it's. But never were we. Sorry, never were we. Well, we 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 potentially were taking. I would argue that we're bringing customers to well, the sport. I would argue that as well. <laughs> and <clears throat> to to close us off would be short sighted. <laughs> But uh, they could also argue that we could have been taking away customers to their own podcasts, I guess. But but I, I agree with you. I think we're enhancing what they're doing. Yeah, WTC are fantastic. We love them. You want to get into bed with them, John. That's right. Okay, and then good old Angus Boyd. Uh, Crowey was on some talk, and Angus, some like live forum talk, you know, where you can ask questions and stuff. And Angus asked Crowey, what do you think you'd do uh, have a marathon straight in? Oh, yeah. And he came in around... Under two thirty, maybe two twenty. Yep, I think that would be realistic for him. You know, two, I think he, I think he'd be wrapped around two twenty. Do you think under two twenty? If he prepared specifically for it, yes. But what he did say is, I should be able to run under two forty off the bike. I agree with that too. Yeah, I think he will. Well, I, I, I tell you, the last time someone did? It's been so long. No, in Kona, nobody ever has. I tell you what, I was looking at the other day. We, but we're, we're what about an Ironman race? When's the last time? Yeah, it's been it's been a while. I know yeah. Peter Reed did it once in uh, in did, Austria. I was like looking through. If you go into Slow Twitch this week, they've updated. Okay, the, I'll go Twitch now. They've updated all the Kona Chronicles, so they've oh. got all the you know the top tens for I think forever in Kona or you know, in modern history. Yeah. So I think that's um, it's great. More uh, there we go. Top Ironman finishing. It's still on the first page on Slow Twitch. If you look at the run times, they ain't getting any quicker. 
two forty eight this year was what Crowy had to run. And you look at you know, which which good. It's a good time, solid time, but it's no two forty two or low forties. Yeah. It? So uh, yeah, I think in a fresh Ironman, Crowy could easily go under two forty. Tim McCormick when he won it, he did two forty two. Yeah. Which is which is solid, but still, those guys can run faster than that. But it's just those conditions, I guess. And McCormick, he must be a little bit like I know we were at the day. I was talking about how mentally strong he was because you know when he correctly pulled himself together. But he must be kicking himself about this year's result because he ran a two fifty five, mm. and you know he's he's a better runner than that, and he's mm. done a two forty two there, and mm. he only Crowley had been by five minutes. Mm. But okay, so when are the fast years? What years did they run fast, John? Uh, well, Van Lier I- only ran two forty two. Yeah, so two forty two is sort of the best mark as they get, really. Two forty one. Yeah, that was when he set the record. Eight oh four forty eight. Luke Van Reed's course record: fifty one minute swim. Sorry, up four thirty on the bike and two forty one run. Nice. And then anyone else? No. Eighty nine was. What did they run? Eighty nine. Let's go there. Let's go. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. They ran two forty. Mike ran two forty. So it's got to be. The but they claim that it was faster than that because I think they included the transition. Yeah, that's time right. Or yeah, Dave Scott does say that he ran under two forty. It was a different course back then, so I guess we can't. Com- you know. Yeah, horses. The courses. But you know, look at Mark Allen's time there. The the in nineteen ninety two fifty two. Um, I suppose yeah, that, was, that was that was nineteen ninety. That was a while ago. Yeah, but he ran. That was a slow year. That year it must have been a hard year because that was twenty minutes slower than eighty nine. Mm. I know eighty nine had this, you know, obviously the head to head race, but yeah, that hasn't got the the run hasn't got that much faster, has it? No, not at it's all. kind of set within that kind of five to seven minute kind of. There's, mm-hmm. You know, there's no real year where it's just like, oh my god, it's blowing me out of the water. Mm. Too, what blew me out of the water a little. What bit. blew you out of the water, John? Is a new pool. They had the. The new pool's been great. The pool's been great. Oh, I'm you're loving it. it. I'm loving the pool on hot days. Uh, was they had the Halberg Awards in New Zealand, which is... Oh, okay, which is New Zealand's kind of defining sports awards. Yeah, and they have... Which is, it's a have, but... It is. Because it's snobs who do it. It, it is, but... The, it, the leagues, one year, the league. Because they, so, basically, it's sports reporters, but it's basically sports reporters who have certain sports that they love. Yeah. And there was one year league, and in New Zealand, leagues kind of the lower class sport mm-hmm. and league won the World Cup and it was a phenomenal thing to do and mm-hmm. they didn't even get into the finals do they not get into the finals mm. maybe I got that wrong yeah, <laughs> I think they did they, I, know they, I don't think they won but, but they lost to like a rolling team or was something was it maybe like in the Olympic year though that would have been their downfall no I don't think it was okay but anyway but anyway um, they went through the all the different decades and who had won each year and they had Alison Rowe when she won the it was either Boston or New York Marathon she won New she York ran, didn't she yeah it was one of the turns she ran like a two I think it was 223. I was yeah. just like, that's pretty fast. Yeah. In like 1983 or well, Dixon, something like that. Dixon won Boston, didn't he? Or Dixon. He won one or the, again, one yeah. or the other. Uh, I don't know, what, don't know what he ran, but she ran that. Yeah, I think it was either 221 or 223. Yeah. That was fast. Yeah, was pretty, who, won, who won overall this time? This time round, uh, Valerie Villy. And what about of the decade? She was of, of the decade? Uh, no, it was the Swindale Twins. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those Rose. twins, Jim. Really? Always on the rowing machine. <laughs> really? Nice. <laughs> Okay then. Are we yeah. done now? Yeah, oh, well over an hour. Yeah, by the time I put the interview in. Nice. Okay, sponsors. Go on to athlinks.com okay, this week. i do that right now. If you uh, no, John, pass me here, pass me here. Oh. No, no, we're, gonna talk, we're not talking about that. Oh, really? Okay. No. Uh, <coughs> go to athlinks.com. If you look around the outside of athlinks.com, they've got uh, some specials there on exterra wetsuits, especially for athlinks. Do you know what business. you do? You know what you do, John? And this is a bit sneaky of me. But if you go on Athlinks, click on exterior anyway, because they just want to see hits coming through from Athlinks. It's up to them to sell the, the wetsuit to you. Mm. Jeez, they've got some pretty cheap wetsuits. Yeah, right, so there's some, some half-price wetsuits there. For, for I guess it's probably last year's models. So go on to Athlinks.com, click on the outside link there to exterior wetsuits. I've done it twice. 
if you're keen to get yourself a wizard. Be- Bevan, <laughs> why don't we have Google Ads anymore, Bevan? Because no, but that's not because I was clicking on our website. Yeah, <laughs> not athletes clicking on their website. That's right. Yeah, they, they wish they could. <coughs> um, so get on there. Uh, one thing that I did this week was uh, I'm getting Canterbury Triathlon Club members on there. We're getting something put in our next newsletter. So oh, really? if, you, if you're keen to get um, compare yourself against your, your tri club members and what have you, get your club up there and then um, get something in your newsletter in terms yeah, of Canterbury Triathlon Club. We better have more than 20 members on there. We had 20 yesterday. Oh. Has anybody else signed okay, up? Okay, let's see if John can be angry or not. The website's taking a little bit. So remember X0 website. And then they've all got, they've got 91,000 members now, John. 91,000 members. It's growing by the day. Okay. It's not coming up. We've got issues. Yeah. Here oh, go. here we go. Here we go. 20 members, 20 members. 20 members oh, still on there. No one, you know what? Come you on, think you're the people. boss, but no one listens no, to No, it hasn't come out yet. I only, oh, I only sent it to <laughs> And who's doing the most tapu marathon? It's coming up. Good old Rachel Harris. Rachel Harris. Uh, I'd love to do motor tape. I'm thinking of doing this year. Yeah. Oh, because I'm thinking of doing Boston. No, Boston. No, New York. I'm actually oh, but sorry, but I'm thinking about doing New York because yeah. just November works for me better. Mm-hmm. But then doing all the big off-road runs, so like Motor Tap, Route Burn, Abel Tasman, thinking big. Yeah, just do a year of that. It's going to be a costly year. Oh, those are expensive, are they? Yep. All right. <laughs> Maybe I won't be there because I'm a tight. I'm a tight bugger, I am. Yeah. Um, okay, and look at the girl Zara with Chrissy Zania. Oh, Zanya, it's like Tanya, isn't it? Zanya. It's, yeah. it's Tanya with a Z. Yeah, that's how I remembered it. That's what we're going to call her now. Your new name, Zanya, is Tanya with a Z. Because <laughs> I remember when I met her, I was like, how do I remember that name? Oh, it's like Tanya with a Z. Okay, yeah, anyway. Nice. Athlinks.com. So you can see what your mates are up to. Good old Derek Murray. Oh, good old he Derek. He listens to the show. Good old Andrew. He Andrew. came along and did my, my monthly challenge. Press ups. No, no, we did the Bridal Pass challenge on the weekend. He won it. Oh, Both right. sides of the bridle path. Oh, and he got on his bike and rode to Ekaroa and back. Who else is on there? And let's have a look. John. John Newsom. Whoa. Look at this guy. This guy's not even a part of it. And he's on there. Kevin <laughs> James Arles. Clean Russell. Russell. your mate. What's he up to? Don't know. Oh, can you give us some love, Mary? Maz- Maz- oh, oh, he's got Zion Talk jersey on. Moira Terry, kind of qualifier. Rob Holt. Oh, Rob, look at him. He's looking sharp in his own. Rob was out in this kayak of the weekend. Actually, Rob, for my next monthly challenge, we're going to do the Krypton Factor. All oh, right. Yeah, so Rob. He'll hook you up there. Yeah, maybe if you can send me an email, let me know what I need to do to sort that out. Peter McLeod. Right. He hooked me up with the uh, the Five Fingers. Oh, nice. Chrissy McKinley. Nice. Anyone else we've missed? Steve's the Gibbling, listener. Steve the Gibbling. Yeah. Brad Gilbert, young fella. Craig Good. Braggins. Nice. Haven't seen him in action for a while. Where's he been? Come on, Craig. Pull your socks up. Yeah. Okay, so that's what's great about things. You can check out who's on there. Yeah. Beautiful. And com. Now I'll tell you what John Tell me what Bevan Coffees of Hawaii is the best coffee Because my dad my dad, We went to my dad's house every day Yeah. And, and you know what the problem of being in a relationship John yeah, No problems It's supposed to be all wonderful isn't it Bevan It's supposed <laughs> well, to be the best to get from no, oh, I, love my, I love my partner I, I do and I do and I love her to pieces But the problem is Joe's made me become all think about other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just go around to my parents' house and I never make cups of coffee and stuff. Yeah. You know, you're at their house, they make the drink. But now with Joe, she's always like, oh no, you've got to make, you've got to offer. So now I go around to their houses and my parents are loving it, eh? Because I've got to go, oh, do you guys want a hot drink? And then I make the drink. I know. What is I, know. I know. And I, like, I used to put dishes away and crap. Ah, oh, but anyway, so Joe's making gotta, me a better person. No, you got to pull her into line, mate. <laughs> pull her into line. Pull her into line. Okay, well, get with the program, girl. Okay, well, I'll, I'll pull her into line. <laughs> so I offered my dad, my parents a drink, and they were they just sat there smiling. They were just so happy that I was doing it. But Dad had some cheap old sachet 
vanilla with coffee and it, it just not coffees of Hawaii mm. and I said dad I've got to get some of that more of that coffees of Hawaii because you know what you need some of that vanilla flavoured yeah. that, mm-hmm. that infusion isn't it John it's infusion it's infused it's so good and if you really want some good coffee where do you go John coffeesofhawaii.com and if, the thing is if you do want the flavoured stuff oh, you've got any favourites now yeah well I did love yeah I do love it yeah yeah so and if you're in the states coffee blends FedEx free shipping yeah yes. island style blends if you get the island style blends you've got some pretty cool packaging there in fact all their packaging is pretty cool vanilla is the one here we go John <clears throat> premium beams from throughout Hawaii come together capturing the essence of the island a medium roast releases that essence then our roast master oh <clears throat> the master roaster adds a fine touch of fine island grown vanilla the flavour is as fresh and as clear as our island trade winds. Oh, John. So not only is it good coffee, <laughs> very good coffee, you've got to support people that support the sport. I wonder yeah? what she's doing with that hand there. I wonder. <laughs> like when I go shopping now, Bevan, when I go shopping now, Bevan. When do you go shopping, John? I, I do shopping every week. Do you? I do shopping as well, but I, I live by myself. I do all the so. shopping and all the cooking. And do you do all the cooking? Yep. Well, you need to pull blended line. She does. She does a fair share. It's fair of other things. I don't clean. You got to split the work. Yeah. Um, You don't clean at all. Very, very limited. Really. So you go. I I do the cooking, honey. I clean the pool. I mow the lawns. So you do the outdoors. And I do. Now, now, my my question I have for you is: this something that's just evolved, or did you sit down and go, "Look, you do the cleaning." It's evolved. It's evolved. Yeah, it just happens. Now, did you plan it so you get to do things you like? Well, yeah, she, she likes cleaning. She, she, oh, she loves it. She loves it. She wakes up in yeah. the morning yes. and she goes, oh, oh, cleaning time. It's, just, oh, it's my happy place. <laughs> what I was saying, though, you've got to support the people that support our sport. So when I go shopping now and if I'm getting myself a tin of tomatoes, saying, yep. I'll get Dalmain stuff because that's what oh, support Epicam. Even if you've got to pay just a little bit more, and actually you don't usually, it's usually very Dalmain's, I've actually got Dalmain's myself. Yeah. Love uh, pasta. Pasta's good. So support Coffees of Hawaii because they support the sport. It's just like giving back, eh? It's like scratching the back of people who scratch your back. Mm-hmm. And uh, they scratch your back, so you scratch their back. Yeah. <laughs> Love your work. Sponsors are... Coffeesofhawaii.com Get that vanilla island trade win coffee. And athlinks.com And make sure you check out the exterior gear because it's pretty cheap at the moment. And we need one more sponsor. Yep. And we may have. Because yes. we've got an email. Another one? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so that could be exciting news. Anyway, John, uh, what are you up to for this week? It's a big show, and it's a big week. That's why it's a big show. It's a big week, John. You know and I think, I think. Do you know what? Up to this week? point in the year, we haven't been hitting our straps, but I think today we're pulled back together. Okay. We're you, on fire again, aren't we? Do you know why it's a big week? Why is it? You've got your, why? It's Coast to Coast Week, Bevan. Oh, go him! It's Coast to Coast Week, so we've got Coast to Coast. Is the men's up. race a have? Yes. Well, no, the guy's just very, very good. I mean, uh, the winners are very, very good. But you just have one guy every year, don't you? Yeah. Well, except the year they had two guys when, when <laughs> they both raced, and then one of them blew up, and it was still a one-man race. So, yeah, yeah Gordon Walker, he should win by 20 minutes. So a bit of a bit of a bore. Bore uh, the girls? But the race was second again. should be fantastic, and the girls' race should be fantastic. I never go watch it. Maybe this year I will. What time does it finish? Well, the guys... Is it Sunday? Saturday. Uh, the guys oh, M normally comes in about 7 o'clock at night so I guess the first guy is probably about sometime around five, about 5.30 five yeah. I would imagine uh, so the women's race should be should be another cracker um, M's you know dominated the race lately and Alina Russia has dominated every other race um, so Does M do other races? 
Uh, she, she does a, a little bit, but she doesn't do that well. I mean, she does okay, but she often gets beaten. But Coast to Coast just works for her, does it? Coast to Coast works for her. Uh, Alina Usher is uh, probably the race favourite. She's showed great form, but she seems to crumble every year. Oh, I so see. He just puts it out there because who are you coaching, John? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just cracks, you know? She does. She can't handle the pressure. You know, it's, a, it's a fact. It's not, <laughs> it's not a statement, it's a fact. It's written in stone. So uh, <laughs> it'll be great to see how those two go head to head. But there are some other girls there that could sneak away. With it, um, is it a big day for you, John? It's it's got its moments. It's, it is a very long day, but it's like when do you go over Friday, Friday morning. Yep. Um, do our final training session. You know, get the the, the team working. We've got a nice. very very strong Formula team. One. Have yep. And who's in it? Then we've got Helena and Selena. Oh, nice. Helena and Selena and Jane and who else is going to be there? I know Couple. Jane, don't I? Jane Montgomery. Yeah, I think yeah, I know Jane. And then uh, Andrew Martin, who's got a kite business, and his wife. Cheapest creepers. You need six people. Well, we've also got Mitch, Mitch who's M's husband, racing as well. He's racing. Oh, okay. So we've got yeah, two too. people. Yeah. But you don't really care about Mitch, do you? He, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got to look after himself to some degree. <laughs> but anyway, it's a long day, and it's only busy in, in spells. You know, when she comes through, and then it's full on. And, so then, it's uh, like, and then it's like, wait so for another five, five hours. Nice. But no, it's a good day, so we'll see how that goes, and I'll have a report next week. Okay, that's all good. Well, John, my daughter started doing kickboxing. She's beating you up. That's the problem. Because mm-hmm. it's good, because my daughter's not necessarily the most sporty kid out there. But her and her friend, Georgia, and her friend Georgia's a great little kid, and they're real good kids. And my daughter does dance, and so as long as she's done dance, I'm always happy she's doing something. But they've decided they want to do kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And so she started doing it, and she's really enjoying it, which is good. So, you know, and she's going to do it twice a week, so it's going to be mm-hmm. a good active, you know, kind of sport for her to do. But the problem is, she wants to practice, she come home, and, and I always be doing something out of nowhere, get smashed in the head, or <laughs> kicked by in the legs, and she's telling me, oh, you've got to kick with your shins, Dad, and so she's, oh, I'm not oh, liking it, oh. I'm thinking of five years of this. Yeah, that must hurt. Oh, it does hurt. Well, it must hurt her as well. Well, I don't think they're hitting each other, yeah. I just think on the back. Right. <laughs> there you go. Go to the next Rebel Sports sale, get a big, uh, oh, yeah, I think I will. big bag and put it up in the garage. I think I will. Do you know what else I'm doing, John? Because I'm thinking about selling this house now. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, you, a private sale or...? Yeah, I'll, do, I'll try private first. Could I trade me? Yeah. You could try, eh? Yeah. Did you try private first? I got talked out of it. Why? Um, well, we had a house we wanted to buy and the oh, agent yeah, had that right, house. Okay. Um, but I'm going to have to do up this house a little bit to do it. Mm-hmm. So how much should I spend on it, you reckon? Get back what you spend on this place, I think. You reckon? Yeah. Okay, so spend, I'm thinking about 20 yeah. Spend 20? You reckon yep. I'll get back? But I want to get back past more because I don't see the point of voice. Yeah, I think you probably would. Okay. Okay, good. Thanks. Thank you for your advice, go. John. <laughs> anyway, this is going to be a long show. Uh, so remember, if you want to submit something to the cookbook, send us an email. Yep. And I'll send you a form to fill in and you'll be famous. And you'll be famous. And you'll buy copies for free. I'm not putting anything out there in terms of a production date or anything like that. But you know what would be great? What will happen? You know what would be a great Christmas present? I'll have buy it for your family. I have it by Christmas. Oh, gotta have it by Christmas, John. Okay, I have it by it Christmas. It won't take long. I can format it because I'm pretty good at that stuff. Yeah. Look, I've been making one of those. Look at this. I'm getting. All, I'm, I'm. I'm talking crap That's now. A nice picture. But I've been making one of those winners Bible things. You heard of that book? But look at this for design, John. Look at this. You should have changed your t-shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got. Look at that. My family. I'm creative. Yeah. Sport. Look at that. It's my business. Look at the nice. design there, John. Nice. My inspirations. Yeah. My strengths and weaknesses. I've just got a good job for you. But, um, my famous I'll, writings. I'll, I'll give you. I've got, you've just got yourself a job. Okay. Okay. We're gonna right. give you a job. Anyway, I charge you out high. <laughs> Iron rust. I'm in. Don't train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. And stop.